Hello and welcome to the Advent Sunday episode of the St. George's Rod and Staff, the official podcast of the Church of St. George, the Martin Kales River, alongside the Chapel Days of St. Mark and St. Monica. I am Lindsay Shooters, your host on this exploration of faith during this time of crisis. And today, my co-host, the Archdeacon Rodney Whiteman, has extracted the theme from the readings. He will teach us what he wants us to do. We will walk in the path he has chosen. But then he's also brought out some John Lennon quotes from Imagine. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one. So this is an interesting thing because I'm a dreamer. Um, I love John Lennon as a person, as a philosopher, as a musician. Um, I, I like a lot of the things that he stood for. I like that he introduced a entire generation of like baby boomers um, who were more conservative leaning, who came out of like World War II kind of thinking uh, and then opened up their minds to like more free thought ideas. And to quote him from a song where he also mentions that you need to imagine that there's no heaven. Is, is very interesting, and I would like you to unpack that, dear Archdeacon. <laughs> good morning, Lindsay, and good morning to all who have tuned in. Thank you very much, Lindsay. Um, we're at the, on on Advent, Advent Sunday, we get to bless the Advent wreath, as well as, for the next four weeks, um, a candle is lit um, or in the gathering part of the worship with specific themes. And the themes are pretty much traditional themes that have been formulated many seasons ago. And the first theme is the theme of hope. So when I went to look for what can I have as an overall theme to to capture, uh, as it were, the beginning of Advent, or Advent Sunday here, A, um, I first went to look up what what are people saying about hope. And Lennon's words were presented as one of those. And I thought, you know, when I do these quotes, I'm I'm pretty much looking for people who, who, who either have created their own frame of reference, their understanding of the world, because I think uh, what 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 is in the biblical text must be engaged by what is being said uh, in you know in 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 the wider context of of of, of you know of what is happening, what people are thinking about, what they are projecting about the future, how they analyze the present, uh, because I think it's all all of us are looking for meaning. All of us are looking for, for something that would give our inner narratives a kind of uh, uh, connection that will say, yes, you know, that the message of those words will will hold us. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's not Lenin's words of, it's not, uh, it, 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 there is no evidence. He's saying, imagine there isn't one. Mm. Now, if if I, I think as a Christian, I suppose one could say that, that the word, word heaven 
something that we from Lehigh have been taught to look forward to um, post-death um, creates in us hope yeah. that death is not the fight it doesn't have the final say now if you take if you imagine so one of the things that i've learned very later in my in my spirituality was the word imagine you know um imagination is a gift and children i think are the best authors of imagination because they look at something perhaps even deeper than the from deeper than a 3D presentation, they, they they come up with things that are, you know, I was just so a young boy the other day, it was at his granny's funeral, and he was living out his Spider-Man, um, uh, you know, hero, hmm. jumping on the fence and shooting out his web from his, from his um, wrist. <laughs> You know, so it was just this is interesting to see what goes on. So can you imagine it, why was it that I was only taught about, you know, imagination as part of spirituality um, as, uh, you know, so so late in my life? I suppose, suppose things do come when they need to come. Yeah, so yeah. when I when I think of of that, those words, so it was around the third theme of hope. Um, and yes, the hope that in a very real way, we were not just plunked down here and uh, told to get on with whatever it is we think we need to get on with, but that in our creation, we are given direction. We are given uh, 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 the, the, the aptitude, the hunger to search for meaning uh, and deeper meaning for our lives. But with all of that, like with like children, we need we need direction. Yeah. You spoke earlier on about you know the work you are doing right now as a mentor. So although though those whom you mentor coming out from the, the university and colleges with diplomas and degrees, they don't know the field yet. They they not they're not been. Uh, really involved in all of that just yet. Um, yeah. So how are they directed? And in the direction, in giving that direction, we, the paths of hope open for us. We begin mm. to see things, not just uh, here where our feet is, but also to look a, a down the path. And so, in other words, for me, therefore, um hope uh, um imagination takes me out of myself perhaps as an act of faith to look beyond what i'm currently living with what i have lived with in the past what we have lived with in the past and saying is there something better than this mm-hmm. and if so how do we get to that so when i look at the the formation uh, that, ad, that Advent offers and the information it offers in order for us to become people of hope, prisoners of hope, looking forward with, 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 with learnings from the present. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, this these words, uh, he will teach us what he wants us to do and we walk in the paths he has chosen. It reflects what this one psalm says, that, that your word is a lamp to my feet mm-hmm. and a light to my path. Mm-hmm. And um, it conjures up in my understanding the, the, the necessity of hope. Um, but this is beyond just dreaming. Yeah. It's seeking to, if I dare to say this, seeking to discover and dream the dream that God had for his world and to live that dream because we are all part of that dream come to reality. Okay, I, I, I feel you on that because hope. Um, as you were speaking, I was I was just reflecting on an interaction I had with two of the the younger journalists, or at least two of the younger writers um, at the company yesterday, where I I realized that there's this this lack of I realized that hope. So like here you have an intern who is has been granted an opportunity, and they want to maximize that opportunity and convert it into like a stable long term career. So this is their first kind of entry into a, what is a very scary industry at the moment because the media, like the monetization and revenue opportunities and all those things are starting to dry up. We're starting to have to reframe um, how we structure our businesses um, for long-term sustainability because like audience habits are also changing. Um, the old ways are not <laughs> are not producing the, the, the desired effects anymore. Um, and in that uncertainty, you need to have hope. You need to have that confidence within yourself that your abilities are sufficient to meet the unknown challenges of the future. And it's 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 fascinating how that hope can spark imagination and then it's like in that in in converting imagination into creativity and into innovation that we can then create solutions for those future problems and it's 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 an important conversation to have within the context of of advent which is like the dawn of a significant happening um yeah just to kind of freestyle on the on the on the definition of the word there, um, where it it is a season of hope for many Christians, and I think in the, in the words of of John Lennon, where where he he asks his listener to imagine that there's no heaven. It's like it it isn't hard to do. Um, and then what are the implications of that? And it's like, there's nothing to kill and die for and no religion too. And like all of all of the, the, the silly things, the silly, um, I, I, I say silly quite frivolously, but um, it, it's more the idea that we can introduce so much conflict into the world just because of belief systems, which is a, it, it's bizarre that, you can assume that like a Muslim or Jew 
or someone who doesn't identify as the same religion that you do is in opposition to you somehow just by the mere fact of that they labeled as something different that they identify as something culturally different without even exploring who that person is you know and 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 like celebrating our shared humanity is of course there is fear in 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 if i'm right you right and everybody else is right then what is right yeah so i i then venture to want to prove that i'm more right than you mm-hmm. and at the end of the day then uh, you know there, there's the longing in the human heart <clears throat> for a, a stable future um and in the, and the idea of heaven gives us that kind of a uh, uh, space to look forward to um uh, beyond the you know the, the 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 fact that we still have to cross through the experience of death mm-hmm. now if you look again at 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 both nowen and pa- paolo julio mm-hmm. um and the world will live as one everything around us becomes better too that's an idea of heaven on earth yeah um and so instead of imagining this place beyond the grave should we not be working for something like that now together uh, uh um, <clears throat> not not combining our thoughts but learning how to tolerate and respect that each of us think about these things better uh, these things differently however um we we are, we 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 are too we are too afraid that i may lose my belief if i'm going to engage somebody whose way of speaking and articulation may be more profound than mine so you know what governs the world it would seem and it governs our minds is fear yeah and and what place in 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 a in a heart filled with fear and a mind filled with fear does hope have um and and so it ends up with with the 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 threats of of war and violence um i mean you know it, it's okay for me to believe differently to you but why do we have to kill one another yes you know about it and if we really look at the at the at the core of it all um there's probably so much at the core of it all of similarity of of common faith rather <laughs> than of 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 divisiveness in 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 our belief systems um you know i mean if it's okay if i hold on to jesus as my savior yeah does yeah. does that mean now that if you follow the ways of muhammad that at the end of the day uh you know we must fight it out here on earth as if we are the judges of what faith faith systems are the other 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 ones that are right so 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 it would seem for me lenin's vision of heaven is a world in which we live as one the call to unity yeah. that is in the sphere of hope the hope for the world is a better place a, a better place for all a ben- the benefit of it of it all but mm-hmm. how do we get there when you know some are more greedy than others yeah and some wants to be right all the time so so where what what why is there that breakdown within 
ourselves that we then want to pull the other down as well. And, you know, look what state the world then is in. Because uh, it's because and and it, it stands out quite clearly in in the Isaiah passage, which is Isaiah chapter two verses one to five. Um, so so there's this idea that has been adopted by by Western Christian um, cultures, or at least Christian aligned cultures throughout the world, that stems from the Bible, where especially in the Old Testament, there's this very nationalistic idea of culture. So, like, you need to understand as a listener, as as a reader of the Bible, that in this existence, in that moment, um, the world wasn't as small as it is now. You know, we did, there, there weren't airplanes. Like, Dubai wasn't nine hours away from Cape Town, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It would, it would right. take you a lifetime to travel that that distance. Right. Um, a few lifetimes actually, um, because humans didn't live as long either. Um, so, so th- then you have this 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 kind of thing. So I'm I'm gonna read the full passage. Here is a mess. Here is the message which God gave to Isaiah, son of Amos, about Judea and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain where the temple stands will be the highest one of all, towering above all the hills. Many nations will come streaming to it, and the people will say, Let us go up to the hill of the Lord, to the temple of Israel's God. He will teach us what he wants us to do. We will walk the paths he has chosen. For the Lord's teaching comes from Jerusalem. From Zion he speaks to his people. He will settle disputes among great nations. They will hammer this They will hammer their swords into plows and their spears into pruning knives. Nations will never again go to war, never prepare for battle again. Now, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light which the Lord has given us. So I I love the line about they will hammer their swords into plows and their spears into pruning knives. So now they're taking weapons of war and they're turning that energy into something creative so that they can make, they can build a better world. But yeah. the the context that it's being put in is like this really weird idea that there must be an ultimate judge. Like there must be this mighty king who is going to like pass judgment on everything and give you the rules and the, the, the pathway that you must walk down. You know, like it, it completely robs humanity. It, it robs a humanity of the individual agency and it puts it in in service to like this this greater power like this and and, and it's and it, it's it's seen at a very simplistic level like as like this this mighty king who's going to sort out all our problems instead of like today we understand that there isn't anyone who's going to sort out all our problems <laughs> especially in south africa we are hyper aware that we need to be the solution. Every single individual needs to contribute to the future success of the country. So like when, yeah. when, when the religion is so strongly influenced by like this weird nationalistic vibes, it's easy to see how in an attempt to push back against like liberal ideas 
like uh, another renaissance that's happening right now where ideas are becoming the currency to push back to say you know we need to go back to traditions and then fall back on like this nationalistic i like cultural identity or lived experience of a religion and how it then manifests with all of the nationalist movements we're seeing today which is is quite destructive all around the world you know i think that was that draws me back to my my limited participation and understanding of the times when we were wanting to have a nation where everybody is recognized on equal basis mm. and apartheid wouldn't wouldn't have it um because they had an ideology that they claimed was built on their reading of scripture yeah um, it's the kind of ideology that uh we are the new israel the people of god and as we moved into this land god gave us therefore we have the right to change the land throughout what was indigenous and then rebuild the world because god has given us this kind of um you know understanding now why are we fighting with weapons of war to bring change for the benefit of all when we could be uh, articulating ideas around the table with an open mind and heart and then getting to the same getting to the to 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 the to a unity of thought and say now now that we understand it together let's start building up on this but what is within humanity the in the individual person when we come for collective purpose and then someone walks away with an idea of 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 um of finding a way to enrich themselves or to empower themselves and so they um don't work for the benefit of all but only for self in you know in enrichment so we sitting with individual selfishness we sitting with uh, entitlement um uh, in the human mind and in the human heart um in the in the struggle we were often um i mean i was often challenged because we have to work alongside the understanding that as christians i may not be the only person oppressed as a person of color i'm not the only person that oppressed Mm. people from a different perspectives how do we work alongside each other and still share from our perspective the language that i speak you know when i when i'm asked to pray next to a uh, uh, a, a, a muslim um, imam you know is it okay for me just to listen to the way that he prays and to whom he prays and is it okay for me to pray in the way i was taught to pray and we don't have to fight about it we are appealing to a higher being of our understanding and um, and 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 you know um does my god now suddenly have to boot your god out of the picture or your mm-hmm. understanding of out of the picture um can my god survive alongside your god and if i'm praying to the god i understand to be god um 
and uh, and 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 the and the and the Muslim is praying a lot to the to the to the God of His understanding, and doesn't mean I'm believing in the multiplicity of gods, plethora mm. of gods out there, or is it okay just for me to say, look, there are people with different belief systems. I, you know, they, it brings up that, that that beautiful story and and interesting story of Jesus and the woman at the well. Mm. Uh, she. Not only was downgraded as a woman, she was downgraded as Samaritan's uh, half breed. But when she spoke about her religion, Jesus says, "Those who worship will God will worship Him in spirit and in truth." So when when she said, "But but our ancestors said this is where we must worship at," Jesus says, "The place of worship is in spirit and in truth, rather than in a particular place that." Is made religious, you, you know. You, so, so yeah. Um, can I bring my message alongside your message, even though they may your understanding of who, of what brought you to, 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 to fight from your perspective and brought me to, you know, get involved from my perspective. Do we necessarily have to shoot one another down, or can ideas, common commonality in ideas? Because at the end of the day, it comes to you know uh, Paolo and Lenin, mm. and the world will live as one. Everyone around us becomes a better world too. I am I believe that from what I read in Scripture, and if I truly find that message in in its collective understanding, will it not make the world a better place? But can I do so without having to nationalize God? Um, you know, and 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 push others out of the scene. Is it okay for me to propagate what I believe, but without condemnation to the other, yeah. and also listening where the others coming from in order to say what is good in that that I can embrace that sounds familiar to where I am. Mm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you you know you you for example in your what's his name when you're teaching others. People have ideas about a, a kind of a story. You, as the person with experience, have a kind of a, ideas of experience. So, whose ideas are going to win the other over? Who's how people? How people listening to each other? At the end of the day, we can get to that one simple page that says, "Now we are united in what we have to do, mm. even though we journey from a different angle." Now you know. Um, uh, it, 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 there is a radical nature in terms of how Israel nationalized God. That's yeah. Constantine's idea too. But what was Jesus trying to do? What was he trying to say about the kingdom of God? Um, and yet, I mean, his engagement was among Samaritans and Gentiles. How did he treat them? He celebrated Samaritans when the the guy comes back and says, "Thank you, I'm healed." Yeah. From the leprosy. So, so again, here yeah, are we reading the script properly? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, what 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 I did with, with with that Isaiah passage was just kind of like highlight, just from a, a plain face, bold face reading of <laughs> I see now it's actually the Good News Bible, which was the tool of the apartheid. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. 
your words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I agree yeah. with what you're saying. Um, and then, like, it, it also echoes then into into this 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 Paul passage, which is his letter to the Romans, chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. I'm going to take you from. Actually, I'll read the whole thing as well. Uh, you must do this because you know that the time has come for you to wake up from your sleep. For the moment when we will be saved is closer now than it was when we first believed. The night is nearly over. Day is almost here. Let us stop doing the things that belong to the dark and let us take up our weapons for fighting in the light. Let us conduct ourselves properly as people who live in the light of day. No orgies or drunkenness, no immorality or indecency, no fighting or jealousy. But take up the weapons of the Lord Jesus Christ and stop paying attention to your sinful nature and satisfying its desires. So here you you get like a, a different kind of reading of of this. So now it's speaking to a diaspora. Um, so there's there's that lack of kind of cohesive cultural identity, there's the, or at least nationalistic twist on on this cultural identity, and it's obviously. A, a culture that is transitioning from Judaism into Christianity. So these are proto-Christians um, that, 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 that are being addressed here, like at the advent of, of, of modern Christianity. And again, obviously it's Paul, so he's going to lead with like these sweeping, like vague model calls where it's like, there's there's the the implicate, or at least he's alluding to a idea of rightness, of morality, um, because he only saw the world in like black and white. And you, you it, it, it then also again further robs us of our humanity because we are multifaceted humans. Uh, like humans cannot exist without vices. You know, you need, <laughs> you need, you need something that is wrong to know what is right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And 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 unfortunately, like we, we we fall into this trap where we want to be like these perfect beings at all times, especially with like social media now, where there's this constant spotlight on everything we do. And although we we do kind of. <laughs> sign up for that life by by contributing to 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 these platforms so we do shine the light on ourselves so we 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 prisoners of our of our own narcissism um maybe not narcissism um vanity i think vanity is a, a better a better vibe there it's because we, we 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 want to we want that like kind of cultural so societal validation of our existence so like we adopt these these ideals and then we strive to be part of that and and we forget that that as humans you know like you you don't learn anything from constant success you 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 need failure and failure also means that you were trying something new that you were trying to be authentic that you're trying to be individual that you are using your creativity um and attempting something that is outside of of like the norm and and yeah, we fall into these traps where where we create these these harsh rules on on our nature that don't really fit our nature. 
Um, you know, I think there is there is you you, you know the themes darkness and light, mm. um, a good and bad. Um, is it wrong to understand that part of our broken humanity comes as a result of sin in our lives? Is there such a reality? that we need to embrace. I think it's such hard work because when we are raised as children, we are raised to be good, respectable um, children. Uh, Hopefully those kind of things stand us in good stead, that our intentions will always be to do good and to show respect. that's the hope our parents have by the example that they live and by the teachings that they give us. Yeah. Um, and, and many of us grow up with an understanding of what we see is destructive behavior mm-hmm. to ourselves and to others. And therefore, should we venture down that path? Um, and does knowing about Jesus and what God's intention was through him for the world, uh, is, is, is it okay to have him in our lives as one who helps direct us to make choices in our actions and in our words that are not going to be destructive to ourselves nor to others, that will not lead to... Um, more pain than there's already in the world? Does Jesus give us a sense uh, of morality that will help change our lives, but also improve others' lives? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is, 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 is Paul not alluding to that? The choices for bad behavior are, um, are dime a penny. It's out there. You know, we live in a world, a permissible world, because it's about experimentation of certain mm-hmm. things out there. And an experimentation of everything, like, you know, the tensions between teenagers and their parents is that the parents often say, I see in what way you're going by the choices you're making and the things you are saying, but I've been there and I know that leads to a dead end or to a pit or whatever it is. And the child says, yeah, I also like to experience that. So don't we learn from others' experiences, others' wisdoms that could help us not to make that same mistake again, not to repeat that the spiral of, 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 of degradation in our own lives and that in society? And is Paul not trying to help us see that? Um, within us, those choices come. Uh, within us, that conduct, that, that that way of conducting ourselves is there. Um, but you know, so often we we fall in the same pits and and we don't learn. Does Jesus help me get a different perspective? And isn't isn't that when you know, so this message of Isaiah was spoken about Judah and Jerusalem? Yeah, as a way of hope to those folk. Um, now, now, if if I'm given a message of hope, then as I embrace that message and seek to live what it teaches me, 
then would that not also be the benefit for other people around us? Um, you know, it was very interesting uh, now that I'm thinking about it. My dad uh, would, would, would say <laughs> when we would all be home, um, my brother and I are 10 year, 10 year and 10 months uh, apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So the way we w- were dressed when we went to school, shirts tucked in time, neatly uh, uh, knobbed. Um, my school, I had to wear a pea cap, um, laser and stuff like that. So we go out like this and then sort of we, we, we live the school day. Yeah. We come back. I come back as neat as I left the house. My yeah. brother would have come back and he would have been so involved in whatever happens. The shirt is tugged out, the pants is dirty, whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> so what did I go and do at school? And what did he go and do at school? What were the choice? We come from the same home. Yeah. For the but, same values. But is, 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 is the one wrong and the one right? Is, is, is that what you're implying? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying my dad saw something different. Is that, and and I suppose in those years, and my dad was a very prom, what you call that prim and proper dresser. Mm-hmm. He never had, he never had lots of clothes, but do you sound a gentleman in other in other person's words? It was a portrayal of his personality, yeah. of how he felt we needed to present himself. Yeah. Now, does does my brother coming back with a shirt and art and all that? Uh, then you see, you see now the judgments happen because now this is how I come back, this is how he come back. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year or the end of the term, we get our reports, and Daryl's report always had playful, very yes. playful, mm-hmm. very playful. So he didn't go to school with the purpose that our parents sent him to go. Because he, school was not attracted to him. Whatever they were going to do, Daryl's mind was far beyond what the teacher could teach him. I went there. My my supposed understanding was to learn. Yes. <laughs> and to come back with results that my that would be good for me and my parents. Mm-hmm. But 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 so 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 now there's judgment. So would 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 people therefore say? Mm, I think. Uh, Rodney's example is better than the way Daryl chose to do things. Mm. Uh, But now the question is that you rightly say, is it wrong or can we judge the one as wrong? Can we judge the other as right? And this this, this speaks to like the the evolution of of morality, where where, like the the context that Paul is speaking into now, or or, or at least even, even in your analogy, where like you 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 speak about your father and and how prim and proper he was and like that as as a as a liberal <laughs> as a uh, I I I I see that and it, it's the reason why I I I have turned against cricket so strongly and and golf um, because it's a hangover of like colonialism it's 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 like that uniform. That that idea of like having to be neat and proper and everything is it, it was a gatekeeper mm. in the past because if you weren't privileged if you didn't couldn't afford like the fancy clothes and like all of the pieces that constituted like proper dress in society like you couldn't have the carafe and like all those things 
like you were then excluded and you were judged as being lesser. So then like that's the generational trauma that that people of color have, have, have grown up with. It's like there's been so many unnatural restrictions put on our humanity, on our cultural identity. We've been robbed of 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 our confidence in ourselves because we've been literally beaten with this outside idea of success of of morality and and it feeds into into everything that we do and now you 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 like i, I i'm i'm in a household um and and they have i i'm very very happy to 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 have have been given the granted the grace <laughs> hey, Joe. To, to, to to share somebody's somebody's home um and while while I'm away from my own home. Um but obviously there's four children and the parents frown upon um first words. And I I try and be as respectful as possible. <laughs> but again I'm I'm now very conscious of of how much freedom I have granted my children's minds to understand that these are only words and that it's 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 the connotations that we have built around these words that are destructive it's 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 the the ideas are more harmful than the actual act you know so if you divorce the common held idea around the words from the actual words you you remove their power you know and i, I feel as a parent by not censoring music not censoring my own speech around my children i'm introducing them to the idea that all language is permissible as long as you aren't being abusive with it so like when i'm saying bad things <laughs> bad sounding words i'm i'm not directing it at anybody um i'm just using it as as an expression of of my own thoughts passion um and that's the manifestation of it like that that that's my my vice like i i swear a lot <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, I I I I I don't I, I think being in a situation where I'm now have to conform with with a more kind of conservative idea around it is galvanizing my belief in my own kind of parenting practices. Well, I think the challenges, you know, we are challenged, I am challenged by the idea that. Paul says if we do away with orgies and drunkenness and immorality and indecency mm. of fighting or jealousy, would that necessitate uh, um, building what Lenin says a world in which we all live in? Does Paul's word direct us to what Jesus, what uh, the prophet was asked to, to say? He will teach us what, what he wants us to do. We will walk in the path he has chosen. I often go from the perspective, this world that I am placed in is not my world. I've been given the privilege of coming into it. 
um, I'm 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 wading through the waters of understanding to to get to what is my real purpose. I question that every day, you know, in my sense of call as a priest um, to the community of the church. Um, I firmly be, I firmly have come to understand that the church has something to offer society to help mm-hmm. what Lennon and Julio is saying. You know, how do we get to building this better world? And um, and so if we live what we worship, if we live what we sing, if we live what we are taught, would that help build a better world? Does it make me a, a better scholar at school, a better kid in the playground? That the intention there is to foster um, the sense of community. Uh, if I, if if I speak words, obviously there's a message that is carried over. Do I speak it in such a way that just listening to it may say, you know, I'd like to build what your what maybe your message, or but I wouldn't like to use the rhetoric that you're putting it in. Yeah. <laughs> you you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Um. So 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 d- therefore. Do I know how to make this world a better place? Do I really know? Um, and then I go back there and says, okay, it, I believe that there is the creator. There is the one who does um, have an idea of what this world should be and what humanity should be. Well, should I then or not tune in to to listening to 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 him teaching me in relationship how this can this can be a better place. Mm-hmm. We can become a better people. Um, but when you listen to how the world has gone and what the world currently is, um, you know, it's very interesting that a simple thing and yet probably a very profound um, uh, rebuff. Uh, our, our president leaves the country to go to visit King Charles. Mm-hmm. We are struggling through the, the maze of load shedding, which had an effect on every aspect of life. Yeah. And people are saying, why does our leader leave the country when it is in such a dire state? Well, maybe he goes to go and look for help there that we can find a better way. But haven't we been able to help the world with the model of a peaceful change? Have we not helped the world with constitutionality that's supposed to be for the benefit of all? Have we not helped the world with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that we could bring perpetrators and victims together to find reconciliation? Uh, Aren't these some of the things that would say, South Africa, if you've done all of that, given your history, what more can you do? But now why have we gone wrong? Why is the president being called into question? Um, because we, we, we're living in a state of this fear that everything is breaking down. I mean, it's now been determined by the police report that on average 76 people are murdered on a day-to-day basis. And and what am I supposed to say into all of that? Uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna stop you there. I'm 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 gonna stop you there on that point, where <laughs> there, there's a lot there's a lot there. So like 
first point is what is president Cyril ramaphosa what, what do what what do we expect him to do with about the cascading failures around our, our national power utility like what is the expectation like are we naive enough to think that he can wave a magic wand and overnight repair our our situations you know mm-hmm. uh, and then like on on the on the police thing so these reports are are shocking it's absolutely shocking um but in a country of damn near 60 million people um 76 people a day if you extrapolate that out and you compare it against other countries as well more developed nations it's kind of in line with everybody um and there's a lot of nations that are in a far worse position but don't produce the transparent reports that we do don't have the same cannot produce uh, statistics at at the sophistication sophisticated level that we do um and are we shocked because of the number is almost incomprehensible and our understanding of the world is not broad enough to contextualize it within like at at a global level yeah i think you know um what i battle with is having come from uh, a state of violence state mm. violence against mm. us and and i don't think we've re- we've really recovered from that so at the end of the day there are very many angry people yeah now for me for example the gospel of jesus christ does it help me to say yes i'm angry um but i don't have to display my my venting of that anger mm. in the way mm. that it would seem the criminal reports are suggesting we are doing yeah um so what is it that the gospel is not doing for our nation that we would have hoped it would have done um amidst all the other good messages that they are that could that could say you know I mean these subtle things that we don't see yeah you know, we don't say such as um, you know when you in a political party for example you favor those who are with you there mm-hmm. that you choose people to be in positions of 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 expertise but they don't have proper knowledge and qualifications yes it all comes from because of what happened in the past but in order to build capacity we need people who perhaps have got that knowledge skill and the right attitude to help train people mm. but now we are such a loss that you know the accusations of corruption are all the subtle things that are there and you know if we think religion becomes confusing and divisive politics does the same thing yeah. politics is like yeah. religion to some people as well so in midst all of this who do we then look to for hope where do we find the hope what will help us bring this thing that then is saying and the world will live as one mm-hmm. everything around us becomes better says julio um and 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 so so for me 
does does scripture does being a christian does following jesus help me along what i have to do to make the contribution in order for this world to live as one uh, everything around us becomes better so it's it's that's the struggle i'm having mm. and that mm. is why there's certain things i cannot entertain yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand, but but uh, for for me, like working working in in general news now again, um, it it it's interesting to see what the reaction is to like something like like a, a situation that's happening at ESCOM, where or at least this 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 expectation that's being placed on Cyril Ramaphosa, where he was a week ago on the stage at COP27, telling the developed world that it's unacceptable for the funds that they are pledging to help transition the developing world to um, renewable energy resources and to help fight climate change is mostly loans that will then plunge these economies into more debt. Yeah. You know, yeah, I hear that. And and he was he was he was quite adamant that like even the the deals that have been struck with South Africa need to be restructured, and it needs to be grants, you know, so that that because the 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 goalposts are always shifting. Yeah, that's correct. And and we we cannot we cannot have expected the engineers of the past to have been able to engineer for the challenges we are facing today it's it's something as simple as wireless charging on your phone wireless charging is only 50 percent efficient so at in the best circumstances so if you've aligned all the coils up correctly and everything is working perfectly only half of the electricity that is being used to charge your phone is actually charging your phone. So you scale that by the population of South Africa. Everybody now charges their phones at 50% efficiency. So half of the electricity being generated is going to waste. And, and like that, that kind of... <laughs> Demand that far outstrips like our installed capacity is is crazy. And to to have an expectation that like these problems can be fixed overnight in like an embattled economy is is just it's silly. I I agree with you. I agree. I think you know that is why when you said earlier on the world is a smaller place than it used to be. Yeah. Um, better informed people, you know, will help the world become a better place. Better informed on all levels, trying to find the proper nuances and and making sure we understand what's going on. But because we fail there, um, what you just told me now was news to me. Well, you know, I happily just go on my phone needs charging but what you just said to me was you know they sold you an illusion 
Yeah. And <laughs> they sold you a convenience. <laughs> yes, and you and you bought into it thinking, ah, I've got a good product for my money. When the guy that is behind all of this probably says, oh, another customer that I can, you know, become empowered, rich by. Yeah. So, so we are looking to, you know, there's always this sense of hope, looking to the political leaders of our time to mm-hmm. give us that. Unfortunately, the religious scene has been overtaken by so many crooks yes. that yes. even that has been spoiled. But but then, you know, I go again back to, the, the you know, the theme that I use. But where am I going to find the most helpful teaching in what I have to do? Where am I going to be, you know, given that I've got to encounter stuff that I am powerless against? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how. I, I marvel, for example, at how um, the electricity company, ESCOM, has been able to schedule um load shedding in such a way uh you know it's almost like a perfect way you know we, we have a this thing here between the church and the rectory yeah. we are one they are ten um and 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 and, and you know they, they've done good with all of that yeah yeah but but why can't they then do good on the other front what are costs money and it takes a yes. long time. Like you build a solar farm now in the middle of freaking away uh, in the Northern Cape, right? Like the expensive thing is not building the solar panels, not erecting the solar panels. You have to now connect that to the national grid. So like, yes, on the one hand, there's a lot of sun there, but it is now very expensive to do all of the cabling, all of the substations, all of the you know, load balancing, everything to get that onto the grid from the middle of nowhere. And and I'll even go like more to a more simplistic like level where where our understanding and our expectations are are outside. Like we need to remember that we live in a <laughs> in a developing market. We live in Africa. Like we 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 identify like we we have the the expectation that. Europeans are like the ideal and that we can just, we, we can't just take those solutions and put them here. Like toilet paper, for instance, like two-ply toilet paper um, does so much damage to our sewage systems and clogs drains. And, and, and like if everyone in a block of flats uses two-ply toilet paper, I promise you, you will have a clogged system sooner rather than later because it, it's, these products get created as conveniences, but they never explain the consequences of. So every time you're doing something that makes your life easier, something in the system is at the detriment. Yeah. So does that mean, therefore, uh, we we need to look for a healthy, healthy ethical? and moral way of living uh, so that we're not causing the damage we are causing. And again, as I said, come to the toilet paper. How, what am I supposed to be informed with? Because informed people can act better. Yeah. Uh, when we are not informed, uh, then we and we are direct, directionless, we end up, uh, you know, like a two-ply two two ply toilet paper 
it reaches somebody along the line. So yeah. there's legislation that is fine to use it. The meantime, it's damaging. So yeah, but you just use it better, so you use less because yeah. that that's why it was invented. But people like still will will then just buy it and not adjust their their, their usage to the product. But, but again, it's because it's my for my convenience. But does that mean my convenience is informed? Indeed, you know, better informed. And so I go again to the sticks. He will teach us what he wants us to do. <laughs> we will walk in the past years because how do I know how the world can become a better place? And if scientists teach us, and so we've got to keep our ears open to that which is good scientific information. That we which need is to good discern. Thing. We need to discern a bit. <laughs> and as again, again, as I said, so does what role therefore does the church play in helping? a nation becoming formed from the grassroots upwards. I, I think it's it's in 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 the place where 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 you open minds, where where you accept that the old ways of of teaching, of understanding like biblical texts are not necessarily helpful for the future. You know, where where you need to convey the essence of the teaching. Like you need to become, like the church needs to become better editors of information where it's like you need to be able to extract the angle that is appropriate and applicable to our current circumstances um, and not be caught up in the semantics of of properness and you know making sweeping judgment calls um and and rather just like have a place for everybody have be more inclusive be more accepting of like different cultural practices different ways that people conduct their lives as 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 long as i mean there is consent like in an orgy as long as there is consent and no one's being forced into a situation that they're not willing to to go into and it's not harming the rest of society you know <laughs> yeah i mean here we are now at the brink again of one in fact yesterday was the kickoff to another an awareness campaign oh, six of racism. yeah and and it's still awareness yes we we, like... we haven't moved past the fact that so so why is there resistance to awareness um, there isn't resistance to awareness. I think awareness campaigns are, are just lazy ways of doing things. It's like we're not respecting people as adults. Um, we, we, we're not respecting the, the work that has already been done to raise awareness. And so we, we and it's cheaper to raise awareness than to actually do something than to offer a practical solution, because that means you would have had to invest in in other kind of in the full system of relief. Instead of just saying, yo, this is a problem now, you actually had to fix the problem. <laughs> and we, we, yeah. we're lazy that way. So so we, so we, what is that? I mean, like, would we say that when Paul says, conduct yourself properly as people who live in the light, mm-hmm. and would that be an awareness campaign? You know, there's a better way of living. Um, and do we continue with with just creating the awareness? What's the next step? from awareness Action. and activism 
And what does that mean? I don't so, know. So that is there is there a thing called Christian activism? Of course, there's always there's activism possible in in any in any circumstances. But I am very, very, very sad that we we have kind of run out of time. <laughs> yes, we have, <laughs> And I mean, we drifted away. And and this this Matthew 24 verses 36 to 44 is such a, a interesting gospel of of full on contradictions. And here you have a Jesus who is suddenly making judgment calls because two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. And Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not have let his house be broken into. So I I, I find it very strange that, that the Jesus that Matthew presents before this would would speak in such almost absolutist terms. Um, but we are out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but drifting is not too bad sometimes because I think we drift back again when we, you know, for example, does does these does this now lead us to the point of saying we've spoken of all of this thing, but there's a day, there's a time of accountability, mm-hmm. um, and is that what 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 Matthew is saying that the world must also have in its mind? that it's journeying towards a, a point of accountability. And just what does that day of accountability look like? And is it, is it, is it important for us to know, or do we just, uh, you know, abandon the idea that all life is to be lived in an accountable way? And, uh, you know, whatever God you believe in, whatever creator you understand about, certainly, that which I am saying for myself is that the, my creator, who is also my redeemer and sustainer, who will, will of necessity hold me accountable um, as, as, as one. And, and accountability does not necessarily mean judgment. Yes. You know, um, in, in the way that people have interpreted it, you know, but uh, that I'm striving again, go back to my text to try and discern what he is teaching and to what paths I've got to walk. Mm. Yeah, it's important that, that you raise that, that point about accountability. Accountability is something you take for yourself. Uh, judgment is something that gets passed upon you. So I think on that note, um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I think this is going to be a very lively advent. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to you, my brother. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Um, as always, the choice passages from the readings are in the podcast description, along with some of the prayers. Um, and yes, please tell a friend about this conversation and go on this journey of exploration in this time of crisis. <laughs>